What happens when you combine the powers of a money coach and a financial advisor to provide mentorship to individuals, taking them through a proven step-by-step process to help them save more money than ever before? Tim, you get the 30-day savings challenge with yourself, Tim Henry, and me, Karen Ely. And as a listeners, you're invited to tag along with our money mentees for the next 30 days. Are you interested in saving more? Well, welcome back to The Grass is Greener. We've got an awesome 30 days ahead, five episodes. I'm here with Karen Ely from Women Talking Finance. How are you, Karen? I'm very good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, Now, the last few weeks, Karen and I have been working together on a plan. Karen, tell our listeners what we're going to do. So what we're going to do over a series of five episodes is we've created a framework to help the listeners save more money than they've ever saved before using our proven strategies and processes that will walk you through different elements of how we help clients analyze their money, look at their financial goals and with the end result of being able to save more money than they've saved before and get those um, further steps closer to meeting their financial goals. Awesome. Yeah. And the great thing is that, well, Karen and I thought me being a financial advisor and Karen being a money coach, what two great superpowers to combine here and let... Let's build a framework together to help all our clients and listeners to help them save some money. Maybe, Karen, for those that don't know, we'll tell our listeners a little bit about um, what you do as a money coach. So, Tim, as a money coach, what I do is I start by looking at the inner working, so your relationship with money, and that consists of your thoughts and beliefs and attitudes, your emotions around money, and then what leads to your habits and behaviours when it comes to money. So I'm very much focused on the inner side of money and um, which is in contrast to financial advisors that work on the practical external parts of money. Yeah, that's right. So hence why we thought it'd be a great combo, didn't we? Absolutely. Combining the superpowers of a behavioural money coach and a financial advisor. And also the other great idea that Karen had was to get some people to do this and we're calling our fantastic money mentees. They're going to be mentored through this and we're going to have some sessions with them and we're going to record some of their learnings. So let's listen to a couple of their reasons why they've joined and what they're most looking forward to. Cool. My name is Katie. 42 and I am a public servant. I was drawn to this challenge because I've just been through a marriage separation and I need to get control of my finances again. I have some goals that I want to achieve. Um, One of those is home ownership but really I just want to learn how to be smart about my money and make my money work for me. My name is Shannon Gardner. I'm 37 years old and I'm an insurance broker specialising mainly in large corporate clients. What drew me to this challenge was the opportunity to work with experts who could teach me how to achieve savings goals but also better manage my money. Growing up in a low socioeconomic household, I've never really been taught how to use money wisely and savings just wasn't a thing as there was no extra funds available. This is where I feel the experts can work their magic as such and make me a better person with money. Hello, I'm Sophie. 
I'm a qualified therapist, but have enrolled in further training at the start of the pandemic. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, as a big part of my work, I work with feelings. I'm not pretty scared of it, I would say. Uh, however, this is not the same for my personal finance, though. I'm good with feelings, uh, but not the numbers. And so I'm hoping this 30-day challenge will help me to overcome this fear of managing my personal finance. Well, I feel a bit greedy here of the outcome I'd like to achieve. Um, but realistically, if I can find that surplus of 2000 to start investing in ETFs, oh, that will be fantastic. Well, thank you. That was great to hear from our money mentees and get an understanding of why they've joined the 30-day challenge. Tim and I will be working with them each week in each episode as we roll out every stage of the process in the challenge. And we're really looking forward to helping them achieve their goals. So in regards to the first episode, we're going to start off with vision and values and setting your financial and life goals. So what I wanted to start off with was talking about values because actually I'm going to take a step back further and say when we're managing money, the thing that money needs most is a direction and a purpose. So when you have a direction and a purpose, then you can align your money into those. And one of the best ways to create that direction and purpose is through setting goals. So Tim's going to walk through how you can actually do that later in the episode. But what we want to start with before we actually setting financial goals is to talk about values. So values are basically our stable, long-lasting beliefs about what's important to a person. And they really then become the standards by which we live our lives and the way we make our decisions. But the thing is, Tim, in my experience, and it might be the same for you, most people don't know what their values are. Well, maybe we do instinctively. I reckon we do when we look at a list. But maybe if we haven't done that, um, that exercise, and we've never actually sat and said, you know, what are the things that are important to me? Maybe we don't actually know what they are. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's kind of like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you think you know who you are and what you stand for, yeah. but when it comes time to actually sit down and put pen to paper, most of us get a bit stumped. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it sounds funny that we would go back to values rather than just setting goals, but uh, it really is important, isn't it? Because if all of this is built on a frame, on a foundation that isn't really who you are, then it's pretty likely to fail. That's right. And that's why we believe this formula of looking at your values first before setting your goals is really powerful because how many people have set news resolutions and by February, they're out the window. Yeah. So we know that from a behavioral and um, psychology point of view, that actually tapping into your values and doing this exercise that we're going to walk you through is really powerful and it's going to set you up to actually achieve your goals more successfully. So really, I think what we want to try and achieve today is we want to finish with, uh, a, in this episode, a great framework for your goal setting. And as Karen has mentioned there, being able to go through this process of, of building up to those goals by looking at your values and thinking about a vision uh, makes those goals really, really purposeful and meaningful. So let's get into it. So... What we're going to start off with is writing down your values and to help you, we've got a, um, a little um, workbook in the show notes 
and the participants are going to, uh, our money mentees are going to have <laughs> access to these as well. So it's basically a list of all the different values that you can think of. So have a look at the list and then go through and just tick off ones that kind of resonate with you. It might be comfort, it might be achievement, it might be connection, family, healthy eating, whatever it is. So just tick as many of those that resonate. It's like, yep, that's one for me, that's one for me, that's one for me. And then what you actually want to do is start grouping them. So you might have one that's, um, say, um, exercising, eating well, energy, having energy, having more energy. So you might clump those as health and vitality. So then that is one of your overarching umbrella values. And what you want to end up with at the end of the exercise is five values. You don't want any more than five values because if you've got more than that, you're spreading yourself a bit too thin. We want to really focus on what are the five most important things or aspects that you can have in your life that is going to bring you the most joy uh, in life. What do you think um, going through that list? It's always funny when you go through a list of values like that. It's such a big list and all they're all great words. Um, mm. <laughs> That's right. So it's about you look at the list and then you say, okay, um, connection or travel and adventure, which yeah. one's more important to me? Which one could I not live without? And then just culling them down that way. What are some, uh, might- some that resonate with you, Karen? So obviously for me, being a money coach, financial freedom is at the top of my list. Yep. <laughs> and then it is connection, which covers off my family too. So I see connection as connection with myself, connection with my family and connection with my partner. So I kind of clump all of those, the relationships, oh, family, clever. kids, all <laughs> as one to be connection. And that's kind of what I call my umbrella value. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, I definitely have, when I've done these before, is, you know, I've got a big value on family, big value on health, uh, and also adventure. I mean, they're probably my top three. They're pretty good ones. Yes, I see health and adventure, which incorporates travel and experiencing new things, um, as pretty popular ones too. Yeah, I think so too. So... The listeners and our mentees come up with their five values. And when you're looking at values, there's two types of values. So there's tangible values. So things like perhaps having a nice home or environment, uh, travel, like you said, about health or personal growth. So they're all tangible values because they have financial consequences as well. So if you're wanting, you know, a, a nice, comfortable home as one, that's going to cost money. Travel is also going to cost money. Health might cost money. So if it's a gym membership um, or it could be that you're going for a walk. So we've got those tangible values, but then we've also got intangible values. I see a lot of clients will put on their list something like honesty or kindness, yeah. faith integrity. So those are what we call intangible values that don't really have a financial consequence. Like it doesn't cost money to be kind and give someone a compliment or yeah. a smile or do something nice for them. So we want That's to the way you want to live your life. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I said before, it's about those standards away, the way we want to live our life and make our decisions. Yeah. So that's part one. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, when we talk about values, I think what I see as being really important on the values is when we go to the next step of wanting to create a vision for ourselves, I really feel like that it's so important that that vision that we're creating, then we reflect back to the values and say, well, is that vision consistent with, with the values that I've just written down? So important, isn't it? 
That's right. And I do see sometimes there's a conflict between the goals and the values. Yeah. So someone's values might be connection and family and then one of their goals is to purchase the biggest house possible and drive a European car. And so these things cost a lot of money, which quite often ends up in working longer hours. So there's a misalignment between working harder but then wanting to be connected and spending more time with your family. So knowing those two is really important to kind of distill it all and say, well, are they in alignment? Yeah. Well, um, one of the, the ones that I was going to ask you about, Karen, was quite often I'll, I'll get um, particularly, I hate to just lump it with one group, but creative people who I think go into what they do because they love it and creative people can sometimes be uh, a bit agnostic with money and say, you know, money doesn't drive my creativity and it doesn't drive who I am. And sometimes they, they struggle, I think, to set money goals because they've, they've said this story for many years that money's not important to them. So it, you sort of get what I'm saying there? Yeah, definitely. So their value might be about integrity in terms of doing my purpose and what I'm in alignment with. And unfortunately in the creative field, there's this um, misconception or this limiting belief around you can't do what you love in a creative field and make money from it. So it's quite a disempowering belief that, that holds people back. Um, but I it think it can be, be in any way. field, can't it? Because if you really oh, enjoy absolutely. what you do, you feel like, mm. well, do I deserve to make money? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> make money out of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the thing is to really, I guess, feel that um, some of the goals that we're going to move to and the vision that you want to create for yourself, it's really about how you're going to enhance your life. So um, if, if it's going to be linked it's got to be linked to those values and that then the goals have really got to tie in there very tightly. Yeah, absolutely. And another exercise that we're going to get our mentees to do and our listeners can do also is it's called the wheel of life. So it's basically a little exercise where you go through it and there's this wheel and there's a template that you can download uh, or you can even just do a Google search wheel of life template and one will pop up. And so what the Wheel of Life does is there's eight different categories. So it it looks at different aspects of our life. So there's health, family, career, money, external environment and personal growth. I think I might have missed one or two. And then what you do in that wheel is each of these pies or areas of our life, you give a score out of 10, mm. one being very low and 10 just being, yeah, I'm just crushing this and so what it does is as you do a score for each of those areas you can now visually see what areas of my life am I doing really well at and what other areas that I'm kind of like struggling a little bit at and so this gives you kind of like a visual stock take of your life and all the different areas in it and then you can look at that and use that as part of your goal setting to say okay my money area is a four out of ten so perhaps I want to focus on this one or perhaps my health is a three out of ten I really want to focus on having more health Um, so that's a really good exercise to help set your goals yeah great well we can probably make that available too absolutely (laughs) can we uh, just have a brief chat about vision and you know why having a vision is so important before we then just rush into setting the goal again I often 
harp on this, but I think that in our rush to set a goal, it's sort of like now I feel like I've you know done the work and I've set a goal, so now I just have to go and achieve it. Uh, going through this process of doing your values, doing your vision, and before you set a goal, uh, I'd love to just explore the vision part a little bit. Yeah, so the way that our brain works, it, it is very visual and it absorbs symbols and emotions quite effectively. So if you can actually take yourself through an exercise where you close your eyes and think of yourself, where do you want to be in five or ten years from now? And um, you've got a list of questions that you can actually go through, Tim, can't yeah. you, to just walk the client through um, how you can create that vision. Yeah, cool. Well, let's do that because I think um, that this is the next part. Like once you've really written down your your values, um, now it's time to, to think about this vision for yourself about what you're trying to achieve. And we're going to start with what really matters to you in life. And that could be a number of things. It could be your health, could be your relationships, uh, you mentioned financial freedom, uh, Karen. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. And this is really where we probably encourage you to, if you look at that question, what really matters to you in life, just free will there and, and write down a few things that really come to the surface for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, you can revert back to your wheel of life exercise. So what really matters to you in life? Go through and have a look at um, those different areas. What yeah. two or three do you really want to focus on? Yeah, Exactly. Really important, isn't it? And then Mm -hmm. I guess reflecting back on that wheel of life as well is uh, moving to the next question, which you you could do a little bit of writing on. What would you like to have more of in your life? So really good question, that one, isn't it? Because I think there's there's things that we just have gut feel is, I wish I had more of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But maybe we haven't actually sat down to articulate that and then go through a process where we actually say, well, how do I actually get more of that in my life? That's right. I'm a really big on um, creating intentions, being really intentional, because if we're not intentional about our day or about our week that turns into a month, that turns into a year, we can just kind of like drift along, can't we? So to actually ask yourself the question, what do I want to have more of in my life? Mm. And... um, and then reflecting back and say, well, where do I actually spend my time at the moment? Where do I spend my time and money? You know, based on the financial results I have today, what must my values be? I think that's a really important question. Yeah. Based on the financial results I have today, what must I be valuing in my life? And so you can see through this process, this is it's, it's really trying to Look forward to what you want to have in your life and then looking at what's it going to take to, to get there and, and how's it going to make you feel once you're there. Yeah, so actually asking your question, that question about how do you want to feel, how's it going to make you feel, this is a really important element, Tim, because getting in touch with your feelings and emotions are really important because our mind and body work together in tandem. So as a behavioural money coach, I work on financial mindsets. Yep. And you see we have this brain that's located in our head, but there's a lot of scientific research to point to that we also have a brain that sits in our gut and our body. 
And um, the key to that is, um, in terms of that gut brain, is keeping your nervous system in check. And so for most of us, our gut brain or our body brain actually overrides the brain in our mind. We're just not aware of it because the vagus nerve is one of the biggest nerves connecting our body to our brain. So if we tap into our feelings, it helps us align the neurons in our body. So not just our brain, but our body, allowing us to become more aligned. Because what happens over time is that our body becomes conditioned to a certain way of being. So, Tim, if you've lived in a state of stress or worry about money, your body is now chemically connected to this stress and worry. Yep. So in order to change that, we need to be intentional and think about, ask that question, how do you want to feel instead? It's starting to shift or change that, <laughs> change that whole focus, isn't it? That's right. So it's got to be the mind and asking those first questions, but then the body, how do you want to feel and start? And the more that you start feeling those emotions that you want to have, it starts to rewire those neural pathways in our body that we can become, it's just like working a muscle, like going to the gym. We just need to feel it and feel it over and over again until it becomes our new conditioned state. Awesome. So, well, if we're looking to bring our vision to life, you know, once you've allowed yourself to paint a picture of this vision and, and what you want for yourself, again, the next little bit of writing is take the time to describe in detail how your life will be once you've achieved that vision and how how do you feel in that moment. And as Karen says, pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the next step. Where are we going next, Tim? I think we were going to, the next activity we were going to do, Karen, I think was to now start to think about some big dreams. You know, what are the big things that we're wanting to achieve out of this whole process? I mean, if, if we're going to embark on a 30-day challenge and, and try and change some of our habits, you know, we're, we're doing it for a reason. So l- let's look at some of the big dreams that we, we want to really um, tackle here. Yeah, so some of the ones that I see clients have for when we go through a process like this, it might be that they might have some credit card debt or a zip pay debt. Yep. Kind of, well, over the next 30 days or three months, I want to pay that debt down or I want to halve that debt or it might be that you're saving for a holiday or yep. it's about, you know, what kind of things do you want to achieve? I Where think, do you yeah, want your money the to types go? of things as well we might see is that saving for the deposit for a home or something like that. You know, they're big challenges for people, and in some cases, I think people feel like they're a bit insurmountable. But we know that with the right approach, you can actually get there. So we're going to chat, Karen, about um, just a bit of a framework for talking about you know writing about these dreams. Do you want to run through those? Yeah, so I think you raise a really valid point, Tim, because I see it a lot of times. We can get really overwhelmed by those big goals. Yeah. So saving up for a house deposit, that might be something like $60,000, $100,000, depending on the property if you're wanting that 20% deposit. And it can kind of seem like, how am I ever going to get there? But you and I both know that you just need to chunk it down into yep. small bite-sized steps. Yeah, so, one of those ones we've actually been chatting about recently on our podcast is has been about education 
and funding kids' education. So that can be big goals for people. It's exactly the same thing. Huge mountain to climb and just got to break it into manageable steps. But, yeah, let's run through from the dreams point of view. What we've got in our content that we're going to provide you is list what your dream is. First first dream, we've got uh, you could list as many dreams as you want. But for each one, what is that dream? Uh, firstly, and then, you know, what experience will the realisation of that dream bring to your life? Um, tell us a little bit, Karen, what, what people go through with that. I mean, we've got sort of, does it bring joy to them? Does it bring freedom to them? What does it actually bring? It's starting to articulate that, isn't it? That's right. And so what you want to do is you ask yourself, this goal that I want to achieve or this dream that I want to achieve, what is it going to give me? And then we're linking it back to our values, aren't we? So this is where we do that check around will it bring me fulfilment or financial freedom or financial security? Yep. So it's linking it back to our values. What will this goal or dream give me? What is? How is it going to enrich my life? I think then the next question we've got for you off the back of that is what's the very next step? For you to take to start realizing the dream. That's right. So again, we're wanting to break it down into those small steps. Yeah. So saving for a house deposit might be something that you do over a couple of years. What's the very first step you need to take? Yep. And that might be about, okay, if I need to save up sixty thousand dollars, how do I chunk that down to the time frame and the amount that I need to be putting away every month or every fortnight? to get to that longer-term goal. Yeah, one of the things that I often think as well is uh, to be thinking about with that next step is that next step might not even be an action. It might actually be just thinking about what am I going to need to start this process, you know, like who are the people that I need on board or what are the tools I need or what's going to be required. That's right. So if someone's goal is I want to start investing, so I've got some money that I've already saved and I want to start investing, what are the things I need? Do I need to go and see a financial advisor? And so that step might be taking, um, making an appointment to see a financial advisor. It might be before I want to do that, I want to learn a little bit more about it myself. So I might listen to some podcasts. I might buy a book. I might attend a webinar. I might ask some people that I know already invest in shares. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and there's tools, there's tools all around us. There's people all around us. We've just got to be open enough to, to ask around and really go into this next step with your eyes wide open and understanding the landscape you're going to have to uh, cover. The next question, I know Karen was um, thought this was a great one, is. What obstacles will possibly stand in your way from realising this dream? Why did you love that one, Karen? I love this one because quite often we can get blocked straight away. So we can always come up with excuses why not to take that first step. So let's show them the light of day and actually get them out there. So what are all the things that might come up as challenges? And then it's asking, well, how can I overcome these? Yeah, brilliant. Because I think going in 
with perceiving those challenges before they occur is such a much better mental place to be because it's like I've already thought about this and I'm already ready for this little um, hurdle as opposed to a hurdle gets just shoved in front of you and you just chuck it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, well, rather than just travelling through and coasting through, have a look there and shine the torch of what are the things that are going to trip me up and I can put strategies in place before I hit that road bump um, so I know exactly, okay, I'm here now, this is what I'm going to do in a much more rational, logical um, perspective rather than just being in it and emotion comes up and it kind of just gets you bogged down. Cool. So I think that's really brought us to, uh, it's given us a great framework there to start thinking about how to, you know, rather than just rushing into the goal, we've just gone through that process of values, starting to articulate your vision and then now articulating it into specific dreams that you would love to realise, thinking about the tools that you need to make that happen and also the obstacles that might stand in your way there. So this, if you do this work, it's going to give you a great framework to then launch into the next stage. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about what we've got planned in, in upcoming episodes, Karen. Yeah, so we're going to give a sneak peek of the the next episode in a minute. (laughs) Just so the listeners are aware, what we're going to do is with our money mentees, we're going to have a catch-up and a check-in with them and they're going to share with us what their goals or or dreams are and we're going to just do a bit of a a reality check around just cross-checking about their values and how they've gone through their wheel of life and come to that. So the listeners, what I think would be really important for you to do is once you've actually written all of this out and gone through the process yourself, have an accountability buddy because that's what Tim and I are going to be for our money mentees. We're the mentors and I think you really can't underestimate the power of having someone to be accountable to. So you've written it all down. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with some other people to help make you accountable. Yeah, great um, advice there. So now we're going to launch in and give you a sneak peek into episode two. And um, Tim and I call this um, the financial reality check or in brackets, the ugly truth. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it will be a great episode. I think this is where we, you know, for a lot of people, they might have thought if we're going to do a 30-day challenge about saving money, this is, I guess, where the rubber hits the road. But really, um, I can't stress enough that we will get into all that nitty-gritty next week and, and go through some some great ways for managing and tracking cash flow and setting budgets and that sort of thing. But I, I don't think uh, either of us, Karen, would we wouldn't stress it too much, the importance of doing what we've done today. That's right. Today's episode really sets the foundation. It gives you an environment from which we're going to work through. And then so next episode, we're going to give you some tools. We're going to introduce you to the concept of net worth uh, and show you how you can calculate yours. So we'll look at your current financial position and then delve into your cash flow. But I really don't think you'd be doing yourself a disservice by starting there and looking at that external side. We really want to get connected with that inner workings 
um, of our relationship with money, why we want to do this. Because let's be honest, Tim, you and I both know that there's a bit of heavy lifting to do in the next few episodes. So this episode really sets you up and gives you the why. Why am I doing this? It gives you the momentum and the motivation to keep moving forward. Fantastic. Well, I think as well, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Karen, I know, um, has many people um, messaging her on, I guess the best place is LinkedIn or something like that. Is it, Karen? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. So Karen Ely, E-L-E-Y. Yeah. I also have a Facebook page, Women Talking Finance. um, So you can message me there also. And similarly for me, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or through our uh, Grass is Greener Facebook page. We're only too happy if you're, if you're going to embark on this 30-day challenge and we really um, encourage you to do so. Um, if you've got any queries, we'd certainly love to answer them. Or um, even just jump on the Grass is Greener Facebook page and put in some comments there, yep, I'm going to do it. And who knows, you could connect with some other people and find your own accountability buddy there on the Facebook page. Beautiful. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Tim. We'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.